Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. I am pumped. You know, for the last five years, I've been down at Super Bowl Media Week on Radio Row. That's not really happening, but we are bringing Radio Row to you all week long by bringing some of the biggest names in football, but also across all sports and sectors and entertainment as well. So joining us now, a Burlingtonian, now turned Hollywood. We'll talk about that, but he's the vice president of player personnel for the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. Used to work with the Red Sox. It's our guy Galen Carr. Galen, man, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm doing very well, Brady. Thanks for having me. Pleasure well, to be I here. Pre- I appreciate you joining us. So you're a Burlington guy. You've been in Vermont for a long time. The Dodgers finally win the World Series, and you move to L.A. and go Hollywood. What is that all about? <laughs> well, you know, the job that uh, that I do for the Dodgers is one that entails a ton of travel, uh, typically on the road, close to 200 nights a year, scouting uh, our minor league affiliates, spending time out in the office in Los Angeles, uh, scouting overseas, whether it's Latin America or Asia, and so part of the uh, part of the the logic behind the move was to uh, stay connected with our office a little bit more, uh, and essentially be home more, travel less, uh, mm. but still be part of the inner workings uh, of baseball operations in LA. Uh, in addition to continuing to scout, it'll give me an opportunity to continue to learn along with uh, my colleagues and teammates in the front office. So pretty excited about it. What was the previous 60-game season like for you? Obviously, less travel for you, you know, in terms of scouting, no minor league baseball, no overseas trips and all that. But were you able to be in the ballpark on World Series clinching day, or, or what was that like? Yeah, uh, it, the whole season was, was kind of a whirlwind. Um, you know, spend, spending the entirety of 60 games more or less watching it from your couch. Uh, we did move out to LA in mid August. So I had the opportunity to see some of our games live from Dodger stadium, um, you know, from a distance, but, uh, but I was also fortunate enough to, um, you know, to not only be at the playoffs at Dodger stadium and for the first round, but to be able to go to Texas for Mm. the clinching game, uh, games three through six, I was present in Dallas Wow. So that was obviously a really special experience. It was a little odd after, you know, such a bizarre season to be in a stadium with people, yeah. you know, by people on the concourse, uh, you know, and everyone was kind of like spaced out in the stands. Uh, people were groups of people were supposed to be six feet apart. So um, I, I had the pleasure of uh, accompanying a few colleagues that had flown in for the occasion as well. And it was a great experience. It was, uh, it was different from, um, from past experiences, uh, being at the World Series, but uh, it was just as gratifying, and, and uh, we were really proud of the, this this club this year. Vice President of Player Personnel, it's a really fancy title. What exactly does it mean? Because it feels like you're like one step away from general managership. Am I? Is is that the track? Uh, so I'll answer your first question. Um, it, uh, it, it means that I'm, I'm part of a, a decision-making crew with the Dodgers that has input on player personnel moves at the big league level, at the minor league level, uh, as we acquire players on the professional side internationally. I get to have input in all those areas, which is, which is such a privilege. Um, I, I still do a lot of scouting. I'll try to go evaluate our minor league players and, uh, and have a chance to, to put input in on our major league roster as well. Um, primary responsibility includes managing our professional scouting department. So 
uh, we have a scouting department that's entirely dedicated to scouting other minor league and major league players, you know, the assets of other major league teams for purposes of potential acquisition down the road, whether it be waiver claim, rule five draft, trade, minor league free agency, major league free agency, our scouts have input and we'll project those players, uh, you know, two, three, four years ahead uh, down the road. I'll also have input on our process in the Pacific Rim, acquiring players that have a professional track record that are coming out of Korea, Taiwan, and Japan, which is a really interesting process as well. Um, so that's the, the kind of the role in a nutshell. Um, with regard to being becoming a general manager someday, I mean, I think, you know, you, if you pulled, you know, 100 baseball operations employees across baseball, you know, the vast majority would probably say yes, like they're they're gunning to run a team of, of by themselves or, or on their own. Um, that's never really been a goal of mine. I, I, I have so much to continue to learn from the, the amazing teammates that I have with the Dodgers, number one. And, uh, and I really, I just want to win. And so being fortunate enough to be part of a culture and organization that is collaborative and, and learns from each other and um, is successful, you know, for me, that's the primary motivator to continue to win as a group and as a team. Um, obviously it's a great challenge to take over an organization on your own, uh, and lead, uh, you know, lead from the, 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 the top down and bottom up if, as you're bringing an organization back to life. Um, but that has never really been a primary motivator for me. Galen Carr, he's a Vermonter. Now he's out in LA. He's with the world champion, Los Angeles Dodgers, vice president of uh, player personnel. You know, before I get too deep again into the Dodgers, let me go back to the Red Sox because you were there for 15 years working and scouting and various other functions. Um, as we talk now, a couple hours ago, Dustin Pedroia announced his retirement. Just talk to me a little bit about your uh, Pedroia experience or Pedroia memories or what he meant to the organization when you were in Boston. I was just talking with a friend about, about Dustin uh, right before this call. And, and, you know, from a leadership standpoint, the way he impacted the Red Sox was really remarkable. I mean, this, this guy, from a physical stature standpoint, never really impressed anyone in particular. But he was such a dynamic personality in the clubhouse, on the field, a guy who had no shortage of self-confidence. Um, he truly, truly embodied the nature of believing in your own ability mm. and he was a remarkable player on both sides of the ball and and i think you know you can't overstate the impact that his belief in himself and belief in his team uh had on the success of the red sox while he was there you know one of the remarkable things about his ability too you know we all know he was a great hitter um i remember my first year scouting in 2006 when he got up to the big leagues and he had kind of a rough intro uh, at the big league level and wasn't really performing. And, you know, he had an approach at the plate, which didn't really from a scouting standpoint, at least didn't look super sustainable. You know, the big swing, big leg lift, hard stride forward, big swing for a little guy. Yeah. And so I remember being out and hearing other professional scouts with other teams just crushing him like this guy's never gonna hit you guys are you know you took him way too high in the draft like I don't know what you're thinking and, and it was it was interesting to hear that because it was the early days of of recognizing the value of minor league performance and mm. you know Pedroia if you looked back at that time my response was hey I know this guy is struggling but 
10 times out of 10, I will take a dude who has more extra base hits than strikeouts. Yeah. The course of his minor league career. And here we are talking about Dustin at the end of his career as, a, as you know, rightfully a borderline hall of famer. I mean, who knows where, uh, you know, where he'd be if he had gotten to play the last three years. I know an unbelievable career and you're right. Un- unbelievable importance to the Red Sox and what they've done. You know, we've been talking today a lot about here on this kind of Super Bowl week and, and how it's building up. Now we talked a lot about the, the Los Angeles Rams trade, acquiring Matthew Stafford from the lions over the weekend. You guys made a very big trade of your own last year, getting Mookie Betts. Without going into details about that, talk to me about what's the energy like in an organization when you acquire a big-level talent like you guys did with Mookie and David Price and like the Rams just did across the street. I mean, it is to say it's a shot in the arm is understating it. Uh, but I think it, it, it went more – it went beyond – acquiring Mookie was beyond just acquiring a great player – I think everyone in the organization knew ahead of time what kind of human being he was, what kind of leader he was, what kind of cultural impact he would have on our club. And that all, that all bared out the way we thought it would, um, you know, in terms of his impact on our clubhouse and on our team on, on the field. So to say we were excited is definitely underselling. I mean, we were, we were so pumped. We were so pumped to be able to bring, Mookie into this organization and we knew that that you know the value that we surrendered from the standpoint of the trade itself um, would be a lot easier to swallow if we convince Mookie to stick around for a yeah. while after that and uh, we're fortunate enough that um, you know we've got such a great leader in Andrew Friedman who was able to convince him to uh, to stay here. Galen Carr with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. He's vice president of player personnel for the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, we're actually having, ironically enough, a football scout on in an hour or so. So I, I kind of want your story. Like baseball scout is a tough life, but there's great stories behind it. So there's got to be one. Give me the story, the guy you've tracked all around the world and watched a hundred times and maybe you got him and maybe he's the one that got away. But Who's that guy for you when you tell the story? Well, for me, it's the one that got away. And, you know, the, the way that we operate in general now is, as an organization is, is uh, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to take credit or, um, you know, feel like you were at fault personally for missing out on one player or, land, or landing one player in particular. But the, the most enjoyable chase that we had for sure with, with – the most disappointing outcome was uh, for me, certainly Shohei Otani. Yeah. He was a yeah. two-way player with, with the angels uh, who came out of Japan at a time where, um, you know, this guy was an impact big leaguer, not only on the mound, but at the plate. Uh, and, you know, to top it off, you know, he ran faster than 99% of the other big leaguers getting out of the box down the line. Just a, just a superb um, athlete overall. Uh, to top it off, he was essentially coming out of Japan at a time where he wasn't going to require much of a financial commitment. And that was his choice. He had made a fair amount of money in Japan and he was uh, driven to come to the big leagues and prove himself in the major leagues. And um, so being the Dodgers, we thought we had a real shot at acquiring him out of Japan and convincing him to sign with us. I think at the end of the day for a player that wanted to continue to pitch and hit, the American League made a lot more sense for him with the designated hitter at that time. But for me, um, 
never quite having experienced uh, the opportunity to scout a player like Otani. That was that was the one that really sticks in my mind. With it being Super Bowl week, Tom Brady is a guy that we certainly look at and say that what he's doing is amazing. And it's amazing on a lot of different levels. Who is the player you come across in baseball, your organization or others that has wowed you? Um, well, certainly, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to run across uh, Mookie when he was young within the Red Sox organization. My last year with Boston was 2014. And so yeah. at the time I had been scouting the minor league system with the Red Sox as well. So getting a chance to see Mookie play uh, throughout the minor leagues uh, and especially, you know, the memories, the most Poignant memories are from watching him in Portland, Maine with yeah. the Sea Dogs. Just the energy he brought to the field, the confidence with which he, he carried within himself <laughs> in the plate, uh, in the field and at the plate was, you know, sometimes it just stands out from the rest of the crowd. Sometimes it's just like you don't, you don't have to be any kind of whiz to, to know that that's the best player on the field. You don't have to have a ton of baseball experience to know like that guy is going to be a special big leaguer. And whether it's, you know, the, uh, the, the level of um, you know trust his teammates showed to showed in him whether it was like his ability to rise to the moment and perform the athleticism was always evident like it was uh, that that to me was one of the most special players that I've been able to watch. Yeah, I'll get you out of here on this. You had a chance when you were growing up to intern with the Vermont Lake Monsters. The Lake Monsters have uh, just recently lost their major league affiliation, but they are going to exist in the professional realm. Um, what do you think will be in store for the Lake Monsters 2.0 as they transition out of affiliated ball? Do you think that matters to the community in Vermont that they're not major league affiliated? <laughs> That's a great question, Brady. I, I would hope that it doesn't just because the experience of going to watch a baseball game at Centennial is, is so special in and of itself that, um, and you're so far away removed from the big leagues anyway, when you're talking mm-hmm. about short season, New York Penn league baseball, that I would hope that the community is still as supportive as of the Lake monsters as they've been in the past. Um, I don't think it'll, I don't think it should in the Burlington community make a huge difference. And I, I certainly hope it doesn't. So um, it's well, a special experience, and I was lucky to be a part of it, for sure. Well, we're looking forward to uh, to the announcement as to what's coming next. Galen Carr, we're also looking forward to pitchers and catchers, you know, scheduled to, fingers crossed, report here in the next two weeks. So Galen Carr with the champion Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, even though he's out there now, we're still claiming him as a Vermonter. So, Galen, man, we appreciate it. Best of luck to the Dodgers this season, and congrats on all the, exce- on all the uh, success. Thank you so much, Brady. Pleasure joining you guys.